Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> Man, Jets have made quite a trade. We moved on from Sam Darnold. A lot of things to talk about as, as well with the draft, you know, coming up. Things clearly have changed with that move. And there are some people that are upset. There are some people that are happy. You know, we also got to talk about who we could possibly take. Some Jets fans that are worried about that as well. So I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Man, so as always, folks, can't wait to get to the show. I am fired up. You can also catch my show on iTunes as well. Everyone, please go subscribe to my podcast on iTunes. Also, you know, as long as live streaming, this is recorded and put up for a podcast as well. You can go on my iTunes. It's the Long Beach Joe Show. Uh, Go ahead and check out my uh, YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. That's where you can catch the live stream. Also live stream while I do my live radio show. So that's always cool, you know. And blog talk radio as well, just in case, you know, you folks want to, you know, listen to it as live as well. So if you don't want to, you know, watch the stream and you just want to listen, blog talk radio backslash Long Beach Joe show, you know, you can catch me there. So listen, folks, to get right into it. The Jets stepped up. <laughs> made themselves a trade with the Carolina Panthers. And uh, the Jets, in return for Sam Darnold, uh, they sent him to Carolina. The Jets get a sixth rounder, 2021. They get a 2022 second rounder and a 2022 fourth rounder. Let me tell you something, folks. I was, you know, sitting around, and when the news kind of broke, I was like, wow. You know, we moved on from Sam Darnold. I know that there was a lot of things out there. People constantly talking about moving on from him, a lot of speculation. You know, some people thought it would never happen. Some people thought, you know, that it would happen. There were people in favor on both sides. And I look at the situation, I'm going to just start with the the player. I'm going to start with Sam Darnold himself. Let me tell you something. We traded up in the 2018 draft to see if we could figure out a a way to solve one of the biggest issues that we had on our football team that had been plaguing our franchise for quite some time, and it was the quarterback position. In that 2018 draft, if you told me that we were going to end up with Sam Darnold, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have. Hell, (laughs) if you go back and you look at the report right after that draft, Mike McCagnin wouldn't have believed Neither would have Todd Bowles, because <laughs> neither one of those guys thought we were going to get him. Everybody pretty much thought it was a lock that the Cleveland Browns were going to take Sam Darnold. He didn't go there. He ends up falling right into our laps, and we end up getting him, and I was stunned. Listen, you know, I make no bones about it. I'm, I'm, I'm very objective when I talk about the team. I'm very objective when I talk about players, but I'm a USC guy, all right, through and through, fight on. But I keep it real, Okay. And there was no way that I thought we would get him at all. When people talked to me about Sam Darnold pre-draft, I said, don't even, don't, even, don't even play with the idea 
of the New York Jets getting him. Don't even, because it's not happening. No one's that dumb to pass up on this guy. He's so unbelievably talented. I've watched him all throughout his college career. And when we got him, I was just beside myself. You can go and watch. I have a, a reaction video to us uh, drafting him. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I remember the night that we drafted him, there wasn't a Jets fan worth their weight in salt that was not excited about him, that was not excited about where we were going and the direction that we were going in with him. And ever since that night, the New York Jets did nothing to help him. Nothing. They drafted him, brought him in. We drug him down with Todd Bowles and Jeremy Bates, right? Pretty much ruined him. The coaching was horrific. And then when we couldn't, we couldn't just finish him off right there. We couldn't just do that. We had to set him up for even slower death with Adam Gaze and Darren Hawkins. The protection was always terrible here. He was always running for his life most of the time, especially the last two years that he was here with Adam Gaze. The injuries mounted up. We saw him taking shots left and right. And also the weapons, never there. Never was able to put enough around him to really have him succeed. The roster was never, never where it needed to be. And guess what? Those are the three things that you need to groom and mature young quarterbacks. You need weapons. You need protection. You need, you need, you need coaching. Those are three things that separate all these other franchises that have young quarterbacks that are succeeding in this league. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, all these guys that are succeeding, you see that there's a plan, there's a system, there's a process in place. We never did nothing to help him. He was the youngest starting quarterback to ever step in with the Jets. One of the youngest quarterbacks to ever be in the league, one of them. We did nothing. We did everything that we could to ruin him, every single thing. And you know what's even crazier? The second that the trade was announced, you started to see players on the team. What about it? You started to see players wish him the best where he was going. Hell, you look at Marcus May tweet, Marcus May was not excited about this at all. That shows that not he wasn't just a guy that people believed in on the field, off the field as well. He was a locker room leader too. He was a locker room leader. Because let me tell you something. This fan base loved Jamal Adams to the heel and back. When I talk about getting rid of his ass, when I said I wanted him gone, I had everybody named Mom on my back. Jamal Adams gets traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Not one player stepped out. Nobody said, hey, bro, it sucks that you're gone. It's, you know, it is what it is. Jets have moved on. They sent Sam to Carolina. When I look at this situation for Sam, I say, you know what? For him, I'm glad that they sent him to Carolina because he can go there and succeed. He truly can. You look at what they have there. It's a whole hell of a lot better than anything we ever gave him here. He goes out there. He gets Matt Rule as a coach. Matt Rule was supposed to be New York Jets head coach. We screwed that up. He goes out there. He, he, he gets to be coached by Matt Rule. He also gets Joe Brady. Joe Brady is one of the 
best offensive minds in this league, had coaching, you know, had had a ton of head coaching jobs, you know, teams that were interested in him coming in and filling the position. Joe Brady can help young quarterbacks. For those of you that don't know, Joe Brady was on the offensive staff in LSU the year that Joe Burrow went off. He, I think he was a passing game coordinator. He was the guy that helped Joe Burrow go off that year when he broke all those records and went crazy. Oh, yeah, that was Joe Brady. You look at what other things that Joe Brady has done when he's been in this league. This guy's putting it together. This is a guy that can help get Sam Darnold to where he needs to be. This is a guy that can help coach Sam Darnold and have him come along. Because when Sam Darnold was here, he's even audible out of plays. You gave him Adam Gaze, the worst in all of football, the worst Jets coach we've ever had. You trapped him with Daryl Logan. And then you didn't even give him a real QB coach. He didn't, he didn't even have one. Insanity. The Panthers also have weapons as well. Robbie, DJ Moore, McCaffrey, who's, man, that guy's an unbelievable running back. Unbelievable. No, he's coming off an injury, but once he heals up, man, let me tell you something. This guy's going to be serious business. You'll also have protection. Carolina, you know, line could use a little work, but there's some guys there. The Mouton guys that can help him out, man. So I wish Sam nothing but the best. And I'm pulling for him, and I hope that he can go out there and ball out. I hope that he goes out there and shows people that he can be the quarterback that everybody touted him to be coming out of the draft. Sam, go out there and make people a believer, bro. Salute and respect to you. Now I want to talk about Joe Douglas. I look at Joe Douglas right now, man, and I have all the faith in the world in Joe Douglas. But the pressure, pressure for Douglas to get this pick right is immense, okay? With this move, he is solely in control of the future of this franchise. There is no excuse. There is no one to blame. You have put your stamp, you have put your mark on the franchise. You are in full control. You're the general manager. You now have picked your coach. You've got your coaching staff in place. You moved on from Sam Darnold, and you're going to go get the guy that you feel can push this franchise forward for the next however many years. The pressure and expectations on the guy to get this right, on Joe Douglas to get this right, is high. It's high. If he gets it way wrong, no one else to blame. You've got to also think that the pressure will be immense the quarterback that he picks as well. Immense. More immense than I think it was when Sam Darnold came here. Because the kid that he's going to pick, the quarterback that Joe Douglas is going to pick to to come in here and push this franchise forward is coming here to be the savior. He's coming here to save you. Because, again, the franchise has shown they don't believe in Sam. That's why they moved on from him. So now he's coming in here to save this football team and push it forward. Listen, people were extremely, extremely critical of Sam Darnold. We saw it. The pressure and expectations of playing with the New York Jets has always been high. Always. We've seen it. This fan base, let me tell you something, this fan base is unbelievably harsh. And they don't give a crap. 
Jet fans get after you constantly. You will be nitpicked. You will have people on your back. The media will not let up either. We've seen this beat run people out of here. We've seen it. This pressure's at an all-time high, man, at an all-time high. And they're going to pick this kid apart. Every misread, every misstep, every broken play, every three and out, every everything will be picked apart. His production must be there. Wherever Joe Douglas decides to go with, the production must be there. The ability to perform in pressure situations must be there. And the leadership ability must be there. Because as we saw, when Sam exited this locker room and headed to Carolina, there were players sending out their support. That shows you something. They love and respect him. Whatever Joe Douglas brings into this building has to be ready to take the reins, has to be ready to get the respect of his, of his teammates, has to. But there's a lot of pressure on Joe Douglas to get this right, and he better get this right. If you listen to the press conference, he said himself, if we were picking, you know, lower than two, 15 or whatever, 12, something like that, hey, I'm stuck with Sam. But I'm sitting here at two. I got to do what I got to do. You better get it right. Because the pressure is there. The pressure is there. Well, one more thing I think a lot of people are not thinking about. And I talked a little bit about this, and we're going to get to the callers in a second. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number you can call in. Let me tell you something. Joe Douglas getting rid of Sam Darnold also flipped another domino as well. You look at this football team, we have huge holes on it, huge holes, big holes on this team, right? You move on from Sam Darnold, that kills your ability. Trade that number two pick and collect a haul to better this football team. And that's exactly what we were – that's what I've been talking about for years. That's what we've been talking about this entire offseason. The ability to speed up the process to better this team, the wealth of talent, which you could collect from that second pick in the first round. You look at what the Dolphins got from the Niners. First round picks, got a round pick. I mean, they were able to really do some things. You're telling me the Jets couldn't use that? We got 10 picks in this draft. If you could have added the haul that we could have gotten from whatever QB thirsty team we could have possibly gotten, gotten in and utilized and used, let me tell you something. That could have made this team a whole hell of a lot better, a lot faster. So not only do you have pressure to make sure that you get the quarterback position correct, but you have pressure to hit on the rest of the picks as well to surround that quarterback talent and not have him in and not have him in the same situation that you put Sam Darnold. Not have him for his life. Not have him not out there to throw to. We just ratcheted the pressure up. Wait to see what Jesus does. There's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. I'm going to go ahead and get to the lines. 
515-602-9639. You're watching me no matter where you're me from. Please thumbs up my stream. Please subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, turn on your notifications as well. I will get to everyone tonight. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot to cover. I want to hear everyone's perspective. Also, when you call into my show, do not curse. I'll get you out of here fast. I understand that some people are frustrated. I understand that there's some Jets fans that are beside themselves. I get it, you know. I want to hear everybody's perspective. But do not curse on my show. I'll get you out of here. I'll hit my super chat if you can. Cash app is on the screen for those of you that do not want to hit my super chat. I've, I've had people request my cash app. is there on the screen. Send a donation if you like. You know, I salute and respect everyone that does. I really, truly do. You folks are the greatest. Oh, as a matter of fact, before we get to the callers, my man Leon Kennedy salutes you. Leon Kennedy. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much, Leon. Thank you so much. Leon. Wow. <laughs> Big salute to you. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Truly appreciate it. Again, wherever you're watching me from, where you're watching me from, please give my stream a thumbs up. And we're going to get to these calls, man, because we got a lot to talk about tonight, a lot to talk about. There's a lot of fallout from Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Please, call in, call in, call in, and we're going to get to everybody, every single person. All right? First, first on the line, we're going to go to my man, Rich, man. We're coming directly to Rich. Rich, welcome. want to get your thoughts, man. want to thank you for calling in tonight. Get your thoughts on this trade. How are you feeling, my friend? It has been too long. It's good to hear from you tonight. Well, unfortunately, I knew this was going to happen once the Dolphins and the 49ers made that trade because clearly the 49ers wanted to move into the number two spot because they want to select a quarterback even though that they say that Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback. Sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. But once I saw that that trade went down, I said, that's it. The the Jets are keeping the pick, and they're going to go after Zach Wilson. That's, my, that's who I am predicting. So, mm. un, unfortunately, just like everything that the Jets do, they showed their hand, and that's why Carolina only had to give them a six-rounder this year, a second-rounder next year, and a fourth-rounder because they gave it away, especially uh, from reports that Joe Douglas was crowing a little too much at uh, Zach Wilson's pro day about, oh, did Mm. you see that catch? And so, um, and a report that came out today, I believe it's from the New York Post, uh, that Bob Sala wanted Darnold to stay. His offensive coordinator, LaFleur, wanted him to stay. They wanted, they want to win now. And they wanted for Douglas to deal the pick, go and take get a haul, like you said, and start right now with 
And, and Robert Sala's first pick for the for the first round, he wanted Penny Sewell to team up with Makai Becton and then go on from there, you know, uh, to offensive line, to, you know, cornerbacks, all that good stuff. But Joe Douglas, I guess, wants his fingerprint on this franchise, so he didn't draft Sam Darnold. You know how that situation is. It's not like Joe Douglas is the first guy to ever do it. But yeah, he, he didn't draft Sam Darnold, and I guess uh, in some weird way, he thought that his friend Adam Gase did a superb job, and that Sam Darnold just stunk. So he had so he had to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, I, you know. I, I look at the situation, and, and like you said as well, and we're going to get into that too, is the reports about Sulla, you know, wanting to keep him. And, you know, that to me says, again, this, this is all about Joe Douglas. This is his decision. And we talked about that, you know, coming in that, hey, you know, I, I remember they were asking questions. If it's, the, if it's between you and Sulla, if you guys want different, different visions or you want to go a certain way and someone wants to go the other way, what is actually going to happen? And I know that there was a lot of discussion that, Hey, they would collaborate and they would have discussions. And if, you know, if one went to the other, Joe Douglas, you know, would have the final say, but they were have definitely have in. So this is all Joe Douglas's decision, all of it. And he's got to make sure that he gets the pick correct. And for me, and, and I know Rich, you know, we haven't talked about this just yet, but a lot of people are saying, Hey, you know, Wilson is the guy that that's who, you know, he wants. And, Steve Young even reported, you know, that at, you know, that that Joe Douglas has already talked to his family and he's recruited his family. For you, are you a Wilson guy? Is that who you want to see the Jets pick, or are you? Do you want to see the Jets go elsewhere? This is my last question for you before I let you go. I mean, out of all the quarterbacks that I saw, uh, I I would definitely take Zach Wilson. He's got a little bit of uh, watching him play and watching his uh, pro day stuff. He reminds me a little bit of Patrick Mahomes. And please, people, don't kill me. I said a little bit, not like, you know, he's the next Patrick Mahomes. Um, and so if I had to choose between him and Mac Jones and Justin, then I would definitely just go straight ahead with Zach Wilson. But he's going to come in here with tremendous pressure already, mm-hmm. even before April 29th draft. He's already coming in with a lot of pressure because he's got to show the world that, you know, the Jets did the right thing by letting go of a quarterback that they gave up so much to get and um, going with him. So it's either going to be Zach Smith Avenue or it's going to (laughs) be Geno Smith part two. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be interesting to see how we move forward. You know, like you said, I, you know, from all we know, Zach is going to be the guy, but we'll see how Joe Douglas does. Listen, listen, Rich, thank you for calling in tonight. I got to get back to these lines. You have a good night, my friend. You too, Joe. Take care. All right. Take care. Man, I'm telling you, it, it, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how Joe, how Joe Douglas continues to move forward because there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions going forward. We're going to keep going to the lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. We're going to keep going to these lines. I believe this is my guy Cliff, man. I'm going to come to my guy Cliff. My guy Cliff is the next guy on the line right now. Listen, Cliff, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. 
Give me your thoughts on this trade, Sam Darnold sent to the Carolina Panthers. How are you feeling about it? Sam Page into a Jack Hole, all right? Listen, the other part of this is that for Sam Darnold, Cliff, three, three, six. Hello? I guess we lost Cliff. We're going to keep getting to these lines. I'm going to go on. I think this is my guy, Steve, man. I think we're, 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 we're coming to Steve next, I believe. You know what I'm saying? I think this is my guy, Steve, here. Steve, salute to you. Give me your thoughts on this trade between the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers. How are you feeling about it, my friend? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, I hope you're having a good day so far today. I know it's, um, it's a bit of a change now with our team yet again. So it's actually a little bit of a story, I'll tell you something. So over the weekend, there were updates and rumors about that there was almost going to be a thing when the Jets were about to make the official trade with Sam Darnold with trading him to Carolina. Then all of a sudden, it happened yesterday. It was around 4.15 yesterday in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time, 1.15 Pacific Time, your time. I was actually just getting out of work. I was just getting into my car, and I pulled my phone out of, out of my pocket. Then all of a sudden, that's when I read it, when it happened. And here was the thing, Joe. I knew it was going to happen. But you want to know what? Yep. And, and let me tell you something, Joe. It, it doesn't break my heart that we had to trade him. Absolutely. And the thing is, it's not Sam Darnold's fault. The two people that are to blame throughout this whole thing – was Christopher Johnson and Adam Gaze. Because remember, back in 2019, we could have had Matt Rule as our coach. But unfortunately, Christopher Johnson, being an idiot at the time, literally told him that we're hiring your coaching staff. It's just, and the thing is, Christopher Johnson is a person I blame for this, and Adam Gaze, the way how he coached him. But now that we've moved on in a new direction, you know, listen, now I know Robert wait, Sala wait a second, Steve. and wait, – Wait a second, Steve. Wait, wait a second, wait a second. I'm sorry. I don't mean to break into your point, but don't you think that Joe Douglas has, like, some sort of to blame? Because we, if you look at last offseason, right, we all talked about, you know, the issues that were on the football team. And he was the general manager, right? That was his first draft. Mm-hmm. Then you looked at free agency. And a lot of things that we questioned when we were going into the draft and free agency, were saying, we were saying, hey, we, we have needs. What's our needs? We needed offensive line help. We needed wide receiver help. That was one of the biggest needs on this football team because the, the, the offense was so bad, and we all knew that. Well, he goes into free agency. There was guys there. You know, of course, Thune ended up getting tagged, but there were other guys, and we didn't end up coming out of that with any of those guys that we really thought that we were going to get. He ended up getting, going with Fant. This is when he was bargain basement shopping. He went with Fant, Van Roten, Lewis. You know, they brought him back. Those are, you know, three of the biggest liabilities on our line. Even Connor McGovern, he signed him too. Then you look at the issues that we had at wide receiver. Didn't get the guys we needed in free agency. He ended up with Bashad Perryman. And then, um, you know, he, he, brought that, he brought a guy, Dotson. He was signing him up as, you know, I guess Dotson was supposed to be our number two. He ended up, you know, bouncing and being on the, you know, that, that, that list for, you know, what we all know is going around in the world. And then he goes into the draft, and he only comes out with Mims as a wide receiver. We only took one. So what he did was didn't he kind of set Sam up going into the last year of Sam being here with no weapons and issues along the offensive line? Couldn't you say that Joe Douglas was part of this as well? Yeah, no, listen. Joe Douglas, I know, admitted his mistakes. And, you know, there are some things that he couldn't have done 
with, with the roster last year that he could have done a better job. Listen, and Joe Douglas even admitted it in the midway season press conference from, from the midway of the 2020 season. But here is now the other thing, though. Now, here is the thing. Listen, Joe, I knew it was going to happen. Once when, you know, when, you know, when, 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 when you heard about when San Francisco even tried to trade with us to get to the number two pick, and even though they did offer us a lot, uh, and when I, I, as soon as when I even read when Joe Douglas said no, Joe, I knew we were taking a quarterback, and I knew this was going to be the end for Sam. But you know what? Listen, this, now going to the trade that we got for Sam, do I think that the trade was, was terrible? No. But at least we got a few draft picks in return. The good news is, is that, and this is the thing that, that one thing I do love about Joe Douglas, is that he likes to get draft picks, and he literally knows what, he, what, it, what it comes to, like, even when it comes to building a draft. Nothing like the other general manager, Mike McCagnet, that we had. But here is the thing now when I'm looking at, at us at the number two pick. You know, then – Looking at number at the number two pick going into this um, into the draft, you know there's a lot of quarterbacks that are up there. There's Trevor Lawrence, there's Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields. You know, a lot of Jets fans are very, very, very high on Zach Wilson. And let me tell you, Joe, I watched his his pro day video a few day um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. I gotta tell you something, Joe. He has an unbelievable arm talent. I mean, his arm talent is unbelievable. Now, then I was going to mention this to you about this from last show that before you, because unfortunately you had to cut me off because you had other callers. There were rumors about, now listen, Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the number one pick going into the draft. But there were some NFL analysis that were even saying that there was a possibility that even Zach Wilson could go first overall. Now, here's the thing. If Jacksonville decides to not take Trevor Lawrence, and if let's say if they choose to go with Zach Wilson, and if we're at number two on the board, Joe, and if Trevor Lawrence is there, Joe, I'm telling you something right now, we would have to take Trevor Lawrence at number two. Listen, well, I don't have think to take, it's well, Wait a second, Steve. Wait a second, Steve. We're, we're going to have to take a quarterback regardless of who it is, right? We're at number two. We yeah. don't have Sam Darnold. If Trevor Lawrence is there, we're going to take him. If not, but here's my issue uh, with 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 you're saying. I understand that people are saying that now that you know uh, Zach Wilson is now you know could be the number one pick, but nobody was saying that during the season. We didn't hear any of this stuff more than a month ago. Let me tell you something. Let me let me let me give uh, for those of you that want to like try to change history and not remember what actually happened. Okay. Let me tell you something. There was a full-blown campaign for there was a full-blown campaign for Trevor Lawrence throughout this season. People were screaming tank for Trevor. Tank everybody. I'm the general of the tank. The tank this, the tank that, right? Do you remember when we won our first game and people were so upset that they literally attacked players on the New York Jets that were celebrating that win cuz I do. I remember when people Man. I remember when people attacked Mekhi Beckton. I remember the Jets were so upset that we could miss out on Trevor Lawrence that they attacked his mother. They attacked Mekhi Beckton's mother. And then after no, we no. were possibly still in – hold on a second, Steve. And then when we were possibly still in contention for Trevor Lawrence, right, and there were people that were even thinking about the fact that we could miss out on Trevor Lawrence because he would go back to school, there were Jets fans literally saying that if he goes back 
Clemson. If he does, then we should tank again and ruin another season so that when he comes out, we can draft him. And now all of a sudden, since a month ago, now Jets fans are all about Zach Wilson, a guy that nobody was talking about more than a month ago. As a matter of fact, lost out on the chance to draft Trevor Lawrence when we won that game and we had the number two pick in the in the draft, you know what most all pretty much damn near the entire fan base was saying? People were literally saying that the number two pick was worthless. That's exactly what they were saying. I know because the anti tank guy was the only Jeff Jam damn near on YouTube that was not for the and I was getting it left and right. People were literally telling me I was idiot because I didn't want to go with the tank. I was literally on this platform saying, hey, let's just play. Let's just see what happens. I want to see my team go out there and win. If they lose, hey, it happens. If they don't, hey, it happens. So all of a sudden now people are saying that Zach Wilson is unanimously the number one pick when before it was Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent, a can't miss guy that's going to turn your entire franchise around. How did this happen in one month? How? I'll give you the final word, Steve, before I let you go. Okay. Yeah, you know, listen, Joe, Joe, I understand. And listen, I remember, too, going from that Rams game as well back in week 15 last year. No, and I remembered when the Jet fans were attacking the players and attacking, you know, Mackay Becton's mother on face on Twitter. Listen, it was a disgusting act what Jet fans were doing. And you know what it is, is Joe? Jet fans are unfortunately very, very, very impatient. They're very, very, very impatient. But yeah, I know. <laughs> that, no, and here is the thing, too. Joe, this is also something yeah, I that I'm just going to say now really quickly before I go. When, go ahead, really when you pick your quarterback, when you pick your quarterback, and this is something that I've told a lot of people, listen, if Jacksonville ends up taking Trevor Lawrence, good for them. But here is the next thing you got to do. you got to make sure that he is billed correctly. And even if we, yeah. let's say, we take Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence just magically falls to us, whichever of those three quarterbacks, Joe, that we take, you got to make sure that they are billed right. Because if they are not billed right, they're going to get their butt ran out of town faster than how Adam Gates can coach a football team, okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, see, just, it's just, it's just, listen, Joe, up. we got, we got to see what yeah. happens. I have the faith in Joe Douglas. I trust him. I think he will get the job done. He is going to be under a lot of pressure in the draft, but you know what? I think he's going to get it done. Yeah. You know, I hope he does, Steve. You know, I, like I said, I have all the faith in the world for him, for him but, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions going forward, especially, you know, what we've done here. We moved on to Sam Donald. But listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in. You have a good night, my friend. i got to get back to the rest of these lines. Look, the lines are heating up. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. I'm going to go to my guy, man. I'm going to go to my guy, the old Jets fan. The old Jets fan, I'm coming directly to you, my friend. 973, how are you doing? 973 you look like a new caller. Give me your thoughts on this trade for the Carolina Panthers getting Sam Darnold. How are you feeling about it? I told you so. You told me so? Okay, go ahead. Give me your take. Yeah, it's Shogun. What's up? 
What's going on, Shogun? How's it going, my friend? Talk to me. Yeah. Good, good. How, how are you, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you feeling about this, man? You know, Sam Darnold going with the Panthers. What are your thoughts about it from a Jets fan standpoint? How do you feel about the compensation? You know, I like the trade. I'm sad that it uh, had to go and end like this. He should have been our franchise guy. I'll say that. But he's finally going to get, like, the right offense around him. McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Pat Rule under, with uh, calling the plays, Joe Brady. He's going to be he's going to be really good. I'm happy for him that he got out while he was still young so he could still develop and be good. But when you say that, don't you – when you say, hey, you, you know, I'm glad he was happy and he was able to get out of here because he's still young, don't you think that the Jets would have been able to build around him and, and have him, you know, be able to, you know, move forward and excel here? Because to me it just sounds like Jets fans are happy for him to go somewhere, somewhere else and be successful when we had the tools and ability to have him be successful here. We had, we had what it took. We do. We, if we would have traded down, right, we would have had a wealth of, of, of picks, we'd had a wealth of capital, and we could have did what it took to build around him and really allow him to go out there and succeed with the players and, and potential that, we, he, that he has. What are your thoughts on that? I see your point. I'm not going to lie. I see your point. But this was his third year in the league. They should have been doing all this stuff like two years ago after his first season. Never should have hired Gase. Have been getting him weapons and a legitimate offensive line. They should have been doing that two years ago. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we didn't do it. We didn't do it, and now, you know, look what happens. But listen, they so cannot get they, back to the, the rest. Can, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you. The finish. Jets cannot make this same mistake again. They cannot make the same mistake again. Whoever the next quarterback is, whether it's Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, whoever it is. Yeah, yeah, they can't. I'm hoping they don't. And especially, you know, these 10 picks, Joe Douglas has got to hit on. But thank you for calling in, my friend. I wish you a good night. i got to get back to the rest of these lines. We're going to keep going. 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. Call in. And salute to my chat as well. If you're listening to me and you're not watching my live stream, I have a chat. I call them the savages. Salute to them, okay? I call them the savages because they're savage. Nobody's safe, man. Not even me. Not even me. They don't like your take. They'll get after you, Okay. Well, it is what it is. So salute to them as well. We keep getting to these lines again. Everybody's going to be a little bit short on time. I got to get everybody in and get everybody's thoughts. 732-32, I'm coming directly to you, my friend. 732, good to speak to you. How are you doing tonight? Give me your thoughts on this trade. New York Jets, Carolina Panthers, how are you feeling about Sam Darnold being a Panther now? Um, Honestly, you know, I – we knew, I think we knew this day was coming for a little bit now. I think once Darnold struggled against the Colts earlier this year, I think that was the beginning of the end, like when he completely started to regress. You know, he, he had some decent plays earlier in the year, you know, flashing at times. You know, I, did, I know he didn't have a great Bulls game, but, you know, he did some things like once in a while. The Niner game, he, obviously he has the, you know, across his body touchdown, et cetera. But I think after the Colts game, you know, you saw how rocky it got. I think, that was the, that, I think that's when I knew that he wasn't going to be here eventually. I, just, I think I knew it was happening. Mm. Well, you know, Cause you, I mean, there you was remember a lot that one, right? Like he had a, he had, he had a great uh, touchdown in the in the first half to Barrios, if you remember, and then he had like three picks after that, and I, I'm like, ah, oh, this is not good anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he did have some games where you know there were there were some issues, but every quarterback has games like that throughout the year. But there were also games where we could clearly see that the issues were not him. There were also like that Niners game is a perfect example. 
You look at that Niners oh, game. Yeah. After that Niners game, everybody came out after that game, the entire fan base saying, you know what? The problem is not Sam Darnold. The problem is that we right. our offensive line is horrific, that our weapons are horrific, that our coaching is horrific. That was the game we got ripped uh-huh. up defense and our offense struggled, and he was the only thing out there that looked half-ass decent. And you could clearly tell that the system that, that was in place was hindering him. So, you know, I, I, I just – Yeah, he I, was, he was like forced said, to stay in the I'm, pocket. He couldn't move. Yep. Yep. I, I mean, it's mind-blowing. But for me, you know, I look at this situation now – what are your thoughts on the pressure that is, gonna, that is mounting on the next guy to come in here? I mean, do you think that the next quarterback that comes in here is going to be able, you know, to, to withstand all the pressure and the expectations that's going to be on him because he's coming in here be, to now be the savior of the New York Jets franchise? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of pressure, but no quarterback's going to be under as much pressure as Trevor Lawrence with the generational talent hype that he's going to have to carry on his shoulders in Jacksonville. But I still think, it, whether it's Wilson or Fields, I think it was cemented today that it's Wilson because uh, Joe Douglas's press conference, you know, uh, he, someone asked Steve Young, basically said that you're committed to Zach Wilson and the family, and it, Joe's response was, yeah, Steve knows his, Steve's very connected to BYU. So, like, obviously he's indirectly saying, yeah, Zach Wilson's the pick. So, I think Zach, you know, I think he has the personality to do it. Um, you just got to see what happens. But if Salah and Douglas are making a big move by trading a talented quarterback like Darnold to do this, then they must be very competent to do so. So I, I think I have to trust the judgment on it at this point. So, like, this is their career is tied to the quarterback now. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, man, I want to thank you for calling in. I got to get back to these lines. You have a good night, my friend. Listen, there, there's a, like he said, they're they're tied to this. There's no way of getting out of it. This is so. This is this is you know Joe Douglas's decision. He's he's made the decision to get this guy in here. So you gotta you know you gotta hope that he hits on these picks as well that we have coming up. And this is all about him. He's made the decision. He's now got the 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 he's he's now got you know the future of our franchise in his hands. So we're gonna keep getting to these lines. Nine seven three nine seven three. I'm coming directly to you. Give me your thoughts about this trade, hey, Sam Joe. Darnold. Now, how are you feeling about it, my friend? Hey, Joe. How are you? Well, I I'm right. so upset about. It. I mean, I'm thrilled. I think it's the best thing to happen to the Jets. I mean, wow. you know, for the most okay. part, Darnold didn't really do much of anything in the three years either. Yeah, he had a few moments here and there, but for the most part, not really much to write home about. So I don't look at this as a loss at all. Okay, it wasn't okay. now like your previous car said, yeah, it wasn't as far. I mean, you know you know, it always starts with at the top and you know what anybody ever said I call Am Gaze an off minded genius, well, definitely wrong because how could you be an off minded genius with a record like the Jets had? So throw that out the window. So was it all his fault? No. I mean, you know, you had to admit, you know, coaching mistakes and whatnot and of course, you know, other players on the team, you know, making the mistakes too. So it wasn't all his fault, but still, I mean, he really didn't help much matters either. So I think yeah. I think it's a it's a great move, and you know maybe they can get uh, Wilson from B from BYU. Uh, that's what they're hoping yeah. for in the draft uh, coming up. So a lot's riding on him. Trouble is, every time we seem to get a good draft pick, which looks good on paper, but does it always translate onto the field? Well, no. So that's yeah, the thing that, we got to think. That, yeah, and that, that's the situation that we're hoping because, you know, there's, there's questions yeah. about Wilson as well. I know a lot of people are sold on him now because, you know, some mm-hmm. analysts feel that he's going to be great, but 
There was a lot of there was a lot of people saying that there wasn't a quarterback worth a damn a couple of months ago outside of Trevor Lawrence. People were saying that as well. Right. But when you look at the situation now that Darnold has parted, he's now going to Carolina. And you look at, you know, with Darnold being a leader in this locker room and having players on the team even come out in support of him after he's gone, do you think it'll be an uphill battle for any quarterback that they bring in to really gain, you know, the respect and admiration of the players in this locker room? You know, do you think it'll be an uphill battle for a young QB to come in here and really take grasp of this football team after Darnold? This is my last question for you, and I'll let you go. Well, let's face it. Any quarterback that comes in is an uphill battle for the Jets. I mean, I'm I'm used to that. You know, if someone has followed the Jets since I was since I was about oh six or seven, it's never been easy. So that wouldn't be that's not surprising me at all. Yeah, you know, I hear you. I'm just wondering. There's a lot of questions to be asked. I'm going to go ahead and let you go, and I want to thank you for calling in tonight. There's a lot of questions to be asked, man, a lot of questions to be asked. Like I said, I've never seen – we've traded guys in the past. We traded Jamal Adams, and people did not come out on Twitter in support of Jamal saying, hey, we wish you the best. Hey, go ahead and do your thing. It was silence, and he was one of the most beloved players by the fan base, completely beloved. They kissed his butt to the heels and back. Let me tell you, there's people still upset that we traded Jamal Adams, even after all of the things that he did. Even after that, there's people that are still upset. But let me tell you, when Sam left, there was, there was players left and right coming out. Like I said, you look at what Marcus May said, he didn't look too happy at all that Sam was gone. So I'm going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Everybody will get their time. You're not going to get a ton of time tonight, but we're definitely going to ask questions. We're going to hear from you. So we've got to move on quickly from folks. Again, when you call into my show, do not curse. I'll get you out of here fast. Fast, okay? Faster than we moved on for Sam Darnold, man. Damn, faster than we moved on from Sam. That was fast, man. We're going to keep going to the line. I'm going to come to 862-86-COOL. I'm coming directly to you. I believe this is my older Jets fan. It's been around for quite a long time. This is my guy, Give me your thoughts. How are How you, you doing? doing about the Jets trading? How, how are you? How are you feeling about the Jets trading? Uh, Sam Darnold to the Carolina well, Panthers. What are your thoughts on this, my friend? I was actually surprised at the amount of haul that they got. Um, I think it's a good haul, a really good haul for uh, Sam. I, I I really feel bad for Sam in, in the sense that he never got the opportunity that he should have gotten. Uh, but so to get a second, uh, uh, a fourth, and uh, a sixth, uh, it's a pretty good haul, so I'm, I'm happy for him. I want him to do well, and uh, I think we did a pretty good trade. Yeah. Look, I, I hear you. When you talk about that haul, and that's an interesting uh, interesting uh, take on that, I know that there was a lot of, a lot of people that were kind of upset with the haul because we only get a sixth this year, but the second and the yeah. fourth rounder come next year. There were a lot of people that looked at the situation and said to themselves, hey, I wanted something this year. I wanted, I wanted a second this year to help this young quarterback that's coming in, whoever we draft. I wanted, I wanted the picks to happen this year so that we can continue to get guys in here immediately and give him chemistry with the guys that we're going to have in the building. What are your thoughts on that take and, and thoughts uh, about the haul that we got? Well, the, the, the truth is, is that um, we weren't in a position to trade a player um, for a second-round pick. We did get a second-round pick. Uh, uh, even though it's a year later. So to get a second 
and a fourth and a sixth. Uh, yeah, I would take that anytime. We 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 traded up for this player, uh, and you know how I feel. I thought that we should have just stayed it out because anybody who gets uh, rid of Andrew Gaze um, excels, like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, nobody's even debating he's a top ten quarterback because he has been since he got rid of Adam Gaze. So. I'm I'm happy with this fall. I want uh you know Sam to do well. He was a great Jet, you know, and 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 I thought our hall was absolutely uh, perfect for what we got. We got three picks. Yeah. No way is okay, it so a my, negative hall. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't understand it. My my mindset on it is look, look at the situation. You say to yourself, hey, yeah, we didn't get a second this year. You know, we didn't get, you know, we didn't get the stuff that happens immediately now. But guess what? We got a Like you said, we got a second round pick. We got a second, a fourth and a sixth this year. It is what it is. I think at this point, especially with as late as Joe Douglas traded him, which I think that's, that's more on Joe Douglas. And we'll, we'll continue to talk about that as the night goes on as well. As late as he traded him with all the options kind of drying up, you look at the situation, you say, hey, you take the value wherever you can get it. You take it wherever you can get it. If Absolutely. it's the second this year, fine. If it's the second next year, I'll take it. You know, I'll take it wherever it comes because you can still utilize those picks to trade and do different things as well. You know, and, and, you know Absolutely. so it is what it is. We took the value where it was. But my final question before I let you go is, who exactly do you want in this draft? Because there's people that are saying that Zach Wilson is going to be the pick. What are your thoughts on that? And is that the quarterback that you want the Jets to, to go after? Well, you know, it this, this kind of – Reminds me of the Deshaun Watson draft. Um, you got a guy with all the um, uh, picks, uh, all the great games and uh, he's had in Justin Fields, and somehow he drops, just like Deshaun Watson. And and the Bears traded up for Mitch Trubinsky. Think about that. Um, the best players uh, of a prior draft were Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson was 32nd pick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, you know, I, I'm willing to go for the guy who who's had the success, who's been under pressure. You, you, you can't get more pressure than playing at Ohio State, right? Yeah. I mean, you're playing against a lot of and, time now, and, yeah. and yeah, right, right, right. And he was playing at, uh, and the other guy was playing at BYU, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't care what your pro day says because no one's tackling you then, okay? Mm. No one's ripping into you. Uh, I would have stayed with Sam. You know that. I would have stayed with Sam, and mm. I would have built up this around Penny Well, I would have taken Penny Swell with the number two pick. Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, um, when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones, I would have taken um, uh, Quentin Nelson with the number two pick. Yeah. Because he was the right pick. Yeah. So at the yeah. end of the day, yeah, Joe, you know how I feel. I, I wouldn't have moved down from Sam. And if we're going to do that, um, I would go with Justin Fields because he's the most proven commodity. Yeah. Well. Respect, respect. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. You go ahead and have yourself a good night. I got to get back to the rest of these lines. Listen, old Jets fan calling in. He's talking that talk. He's talking that talk. I know that there's some people out there that want Justin Fields. I'm a Justin Fields guy as well. Some people think he's going to slide in the draft. We'll see, especially if the draft continues to come forward. 
a lot of things could be a smokescreen as well. You got to keep that in mind, you know, especially a lot. There's been a lot of talk about his lack of ability to read defenses and stuff like that. You watch him on film and this guy is playing in a Ryan day offense. You got to go through progressions in that offense. So that could be some smoke screening we've seen in the past where teams will put things out there to kind of talk down on a player to be able to get him in, you know, later, you know, to, to have them slide and fall to him. We've seen that in the past, you know what I mean? So that's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to keep getting to these lines, though. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Please call in. When you call into my show, do not curse or I'll get you out of here. I'm telling you, fast. Fast, I'll get you out of here. That would be unbelievable. Keep going to these lines. Going to my guy, Mike from Bayshore 919. I believe this is Mike from Bayshore. Mike? Big, big Joe, what's doing, up, player? Friend? How you doing? I'm doing What's great, going on, man? Sam? I'm doing Listen, great. Give me your thoughts. Sam Darnold is now a Carolina Panther. How are you feeling about this? Listen, I'm with everybody else. I wanted to keep Sam and build the team, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Okay? It's kind of like when you see one of your boys in an abusive relationship. Okay, you can't tell him nothing. It's good for Sam. It's good for the Jets. We have to turn the page. We got a new coach, new GM. Don't put more stress on Coach Sala. He's already has to fix the mess. So why have two quarterbacks yeah. in there? Turn the page. Wish him the best of luck. And I'm glad he's in the AFC. It's done. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. We could all be saying that. But the page is turned, yeah. and we're picking Zach Wilson. If you didn't think we were picking Zach Wilson – when 49ers made that trade, that already solidified the fact that we're picking Zach Wilson. The 49ers didn't even want to call Joe Day because they knew we weren't we, – we, we're staying where we're at. And a lot of teams offered a King's ransom, but it was just we – got, we got enough for what Sam – you know, obviously I wanted more, but you know what? If you really look at it, six, a two, and a four, it's, it's well worth it. You know what? And Joe D is going to make the best of it. We're picking Zach Wilson. The draft starts right now with Atlanta, and I'm fine with that. But the thing yeah. is, though, well, what, I, I don't think we – go ahead. Yeah. What are your thoughts about this, though? Because you talked about, you know, let, let, let Coach Sulla kind of fix things. According to reports, you know, that are out there, Sulla wanted to stick with Sam Donald, trade down, and get the haul so that they can continue to build the football team and get better. What are your thoughts about that? Because if Coach Sulla wanted him, according to reports, if Coach Sulla wanted him, but Joe Douglas decided to move on from him, and, and that was the final say, then, you know, how do you feel about that? Well, you know what? I take that with a grain of salt. This is not a Greg Williams and a Mike McCagden and a Greg uh, uh, Adam Gates mess, okay? Adam Gates, when he first got hired, he didn't even, if you notice, he wasn't in the draft room. He already started his little antics, and, you know, you had a miscommunication. With this coaching staff, I, I could tell, you could just tell there is a communication. When you bring Corey Davis in, when you bring Lawson in, when you bring all these players in, what's the first thing they want to say? I love football, and number one, I love playing for Coach Sala. They're all saying the same thing, and that's when you know that a team is changing. The atmosphere is changing, and most importantly, the attitude. So I don't know if I believe that, but you can just tell that these players, the locker room is changing, and I just the atmosphere is changing. So I don't believe that one bit, not at all. I think Joe D is, you know, Mike LaFleur has a lot of influence on this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look, 
And like like you said, you know, you could you could have a point there because nothing gets out of, you know, the Jets facility anymore. We've seen a lot of reports, you know, about who they were going to go after in free agency. We saw a lot of reports about, you know, coaches that they were interested in, all kinds of stuff. Ever since Joe Douglas has got here, a lot of the reports, and it's all due respect to the beat writers and everything, but a lot of them have been wrong about a lot of things that they said was going to happen with Joe Douglas. So my final question for you before I let you go is, I know you, you talked about Zach Wilson being the pick. Is that the guy that you want? Because there's a lot of Jets fans that are interested in uh, in Justin Fields. I mean, how are you feeling about that? Listen, there's nothing against Justin Fields. The kid's in a tremendous athlete. But the thing is, though, if you look at the percentage of throws that he throws to, he throws to his number one receiver, and he throws about 25 to 30% to everybody else. Okay? And that's very important in the NFL. I do not think the 49ers, and I'm not worried what the 49ers are doing. I'm worried about what the Jets are doing. I'm staying in my lane. And Zach Wilson is the quarterback. Zach Wilson is the okay. quarterback, and that's it. We all have to accept it. We can sit here and speculate and try to – we're picking Zach Wilson, guys, and we got to accept it, and we just got to have this kid back. You know, we all wanted Sam. We wish him the best. Tell you the truth, I'm more upset that we lost Leonard Williams. We picked up Ashton Davis. Can you imagine Leonard Williams right now? Can you imagine Leonard Williams right now in this 4-3? Yeah, I mean. In this 4-3 yeah, with Big I, Q, that's what I'm mad about. That's what I'm mad about. But, again, I'm turning the page. We all got to turn the okay. page, Joe. Listen, I hear you, man. I hear you. Listen, Mike, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night. Look, I know a lot of people are upset. I, I think, you know, Mike said a lot. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that have, that have talked about that as well with Justin Fields, about him throwing to his primary receiver more than anything else, and listen, you run the play. That's my take on it, is that you run the play. And if your primary receiver is open, then that's the guy that you throw to. It's not that he doesn't go through his progressions. It's that he's hitting the guy that's open. Does he throw a ton of interceptions? No. If you look at the stats, he's, he literally leads most, a lot of the stats that are – he leads in a lot of the QB stats that are, you know, out of all the QBs that are coming out in this draft. Also, if you look at the stats as well – he plays the hardest schedule of all the quarterbacks that are coming out in this draft. Also, if you look at the stats as well, he throws the least amount of screens, the least amount of screens of any quarterback, any young quarterback in this draft. If you're telling me that this kid has no, 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 uh, no capability to understand an offense and he can't go through his reads, then what the hell is he doing? Because he ain't throwing screens. He ain't protecting himself that way. How is he like, – did anybody watch that bowl game where he came out and threw six touchdowns with a broken rib? Anybody watch the throws that he was making with broken ribs? I'm just, I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing. I'm just asking questions. I'm going to keep going to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in if you can, please. Everyone's going to get their time. Please be patient when you call in. Do not call in and hang up, call in and hang up, call in and hang up, okay? You're in a queue. I can see you. If you call in and hang up, call in and hang up, call in and hang up, you'll be in the bis. I'll never see you. I'll never see you, you call. Just call in and be patient. I'm going to get to everybody, all right, everybody. Listen, next call I'm going to is my guy, Sean. Sean, I'm coming directly to you. I know you can't wait to argue because that's what you like to do with me, you know? We go back and forth, and I love it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I don't back down, dude. I'm gonna stand up to you. I'm not gonna let you, you know, try to push me around. That's not happening, my friend. So now we're sitting here, we're talking tonight. All right, Sam Darnold is now a Carolina Panther. Tell me how you feel about it. 
I mean, I'm a little shocked because I really didn't think they were going to do it. I know we were talking about it, but now it's kind of like, wow, they really did it, you know? And now I'm like, yeah. what's next, you know? Because we, we really haven't won a game, you know, since Sam Donald, since Sam Donald was in there, you know? So now it's like yeah. we got to believe in Zach Wilson or uh, at Fields, and it's like, all right, you know, I guess that's the way that we're going to go. I guess that's the only way we got to rock with it, you know? Yeah. So when you look at the situation and you look at the picks that we got back, you know, the sixth rounder this year, the second rounder and the fourth rounder in 2022, what are your thoughts about that compensation? Do you feel like it was good compensation for Sam Darnold? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have trust in him because with that haul, that's a beautiful haul. And at the end of the day, like he said, you, you know, he would have never traded if it was if we were in the 12th, 13th, or 14th pick, you know. And, you know, they pretty much did it as a financial thing. And I, I, I completely agree with it, you know. Like, you know, we set, we set, we're pretty much set up now. We could build this team, you know, and, and hopefully Joe Douglas, he can, uh, he can probably draft. He could draft pretty good and, you know, let's see what happens, you know. But I'll tell you one thing. If it, if it don't work out in two years, you get, he, he's out the door. I'll tell you that. Ooh, let me tell you something. And that was my next question for you before I let you go. Can you speak to me about the amount of pressure and expectations that's going to be on this young kid, you know, that's going to come in here at quarterback? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think he's going to be able to survive it? I think personally, you know, it's good. But at the same time, if you think about it, he's in the same position as Sam Donald. It's the difference is that, you know, we, he has a little bit more playmakers around him, but, you know, he doesn't have nobody to look up to. And that's, and yeah. that's, the, that's the biggest downfall right there. Who is, you know, now he's going to come in here. And now he's going to, you know, he's going to pretty much, you know, learn from a quarterback coach, but he's not learning from no, you know, veteran, you know. So it's like it's iffy, you know, and if he's not winning no games, time is ticking, you know. The pressure is going to be start building yeah. up because if we're losing games again, you know, you know, you know MetLife is going to go crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. I can see it, especially that first three and out. We've seen it in the past. <laughs> Quarterbacks come in that first three and out, and this fan base just absolutely gets <laughs> top of them. Man, you already know how let it me, is, John. But listen, man, I got it. Go ahead, go ahead. Let me just ask you one quick question. Do you think that we're going to take a yeah, running back on 23, or do you think we're going to take an offensive lineman or a corner? He be- Dude, he better take an offensive lineman. You better not take no damn running back. We don't have anybody. You think Kevin- Honestly, I think you're 23. I think you're 23. We need to trade down. To be completely honest, yeah. and, and this is something else yep. that people are talking about, you know, about us moving up, packaging, packaging the 23rd pick with something else. You know, it blows my mind with Jets fans. I don't understand this situation that some fans are talking about trading up, taking future trading up and trying to get back up into the top of the first round. Look what the Niners had to give up to move from 12 to 3. Yep. What do you guys think we're going to have to give up to move from 23 back up into – you know, some people are saying trying to get back up into the top ten. We're not a team that can survive that. The Niners can because they have yeah. the talent. They're right around the corner from winning. We, yeah. we are not. Yep. If you listen to Jets fans, yep. you think we was popping Cristal and it's Moet. We, we drinking, <laughs> you know, we eat caviar and filet mignon every night. That's a lie, okay? We've been cellar yep. dwellers. We're eating out of the dumpster, eating government cheese and drinking dirty tap water. <laughs> That's what we've been We need all the picks. We need all, we, honestly, I'm we need we all need the picks that we can get. We, yeah. It's insanity. It's insanity. But, Sean, i got to get back to these lines, man. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good night. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Listen, man, 
I respect everybody. I respect everybody and everybody's take. But, like, come on, man. We've got to do whatever we can to continue to accumulate picks, bruh. We need help, particularly along the offensive line. Makai Becton is still our best offensive lineman. You're still talking about Fant and Van Roten, who were horrific last year. You, you know, our center, Connor McGovern, struggled. You got Fant older another year. We're playing a schedule with guys, man. There, there's some issues. We got some real teams coming up. And there's big holes on this football team. Offensive line, corner. Some people still think we need another legitimate pass rusher. Look at our linebacking core. Some people still think we need a a number one wide receiver. Some people still think we need to address wide receiver. And this cornerback spot isn't just bad at one and two. We're still wondering about our slot situation. We have needs. We absolutely have needs. So I'm going to keep getting to these calls. I'm going to 562-562. I believe that this is after Colin. I'm going to come directly to 954. 562-562. 562-562. I believe this is Colin. Thank you for calling in tonight. I hope you're having a great night. Give me your thoughts about Sam Darnold being traded to the Carolina Panthers. How are you feeling hey, about Joe, the trade, what's up? This is, this is Lakewood Bill. How you doing, man? Oh, well, Bill. I'm sorry, Bill. Bill, what's going on, my what's man? Up? How are you feeling about this? It's, it's good, man. I'm feeling good. I, I knew this was going to happen. This is, uh, this was He was going to get traded. Let me ask you, one thing I don't understand that's confusing to me, I want to get your opinion. What do you think Robert Sala was discussing with Joe during the job interview? Sam Darnold. I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yes. That had to be one of, that had to be the, one of the biggest topics, if not the biggest topics, where he felt like the Jets were at the quarterback position. Because that's huge, especially and, and, for a new and, coach and coming in. And who was game planning against Sam Darnold for week two? Robert Sala. Yeah, that was Sala. Yes, so he was. He's an, expert on, he's an expert on Darnold. So this whole thing about – he didn't want to get rid of him when they had that press conference and they asked him point blank and he kind of danced around it. That's what, that's all I needed to know. I was like, well, they got game plan against him week two. He's a master of Darnold. He understands everything about him. He watched tape, his whole crew watched tape. So this was kind of obvious if they didn't stand up and say he was their guy, they were going to get rid of him. So I, I wasn't really yeah, surprised. Did, did, I, mean, I think it's a matter of time. Yeah. But th- does that really mean that they were going to get rid of him though? Because I mean, of course they were still in a situation when you look at this, when you look at it, they had a draft pick. Say they were trying to sell the draft pick, right? Let's just say we were in mm-hmm. that world. Would you really want to disclose that you were going to stay with Sam Darnold? Because if if well, you have a guy that, with no confidence, why exactly, exactly would they bid highly if they already feel like you're going to stick with him anyway? They'd be like, yeah, hey, I heard that argument. Really I heard that argument more more than more than you know than usual because we already kind of know what your game plan is. All I'm saying is that, and I hear what you're saying with that take, but according to other reports as well. Sulla wanted to stick with him, and he wanted to trade down and get that boatload in that hall to continue to build this football team out. So just because he was kind of nondescript, not, maybe he was just reading off a script that Joe Douglas told him, hey, don't say too much about it. I'm still trying to move around, wheel and deal, see what's going on. You know, it, it, that, that could have been a possibility. It could be a possibility, and that's why he said those things. Well, I, I don't think you have that job in there. I don't think they're sitting there at dinner. I don't think that Sulla takes the job, or I don't think that Douglas offers the job if they're not on the same page. So that's the number one issue. The whole team was being torn down, and I'm thinking that if I have an interview, that's going to be my number one question. What do you think about the quarterback? They're going to ask him because, like I said, he game-planned against the guy. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's, it, there's a lot of smokescreen, a lot of talk out there. Who really knows? Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I think it had to be done. They did, 
you know, the teams do what they're doing. I trust in Joe. Joe is so far. I mean, a lot of people aren't really they have some things to say about him, but I, I'm pretty much a fan of Joe. I think he's doing the right thing. Uh, but when you talk about yeah. the, what, the what, draft capital situation, then you, you know, yeah, what are your thoughts about that? What, what are your thoughts about the draft capital we got back? Yeah, I thought that was I, that was acceptable. I think last week you asked the question, how did the San Francisco trade impact us? And at first, I wasn't really sure, but then when I saw they were asking for a number one for Jimmy G. And I felt that kind of cut the knees out from the Jets a little bit because, you know, I thought in a perfect world they would wait as close as they could to the draft to try and, you know, have someone panic. You know, you have all these quarterbacks. Everyone's talking about, uh, you know, Mac Jones is going to go number three, which I don't believe. And all these talks, all this, these rumors are all over the place. But at the end of the day, uh, those first five quarterbacks were going to be gone, and I don't think anyone can say that there was anybody after those guys who could match Darnold in terms of a prospect. So. I felt that they would love to have tried to see if they could get closer to the draft so some of those teams could maybe get desperate for a little bit more of, a, of an offer for maybe a first next year, not first this year, but a first next year, what have you. But I think for a second and a fourth next year, I think that's fine. And a sixth six this year, you know, I, think, I think it was adequate. I have no problem with that. I know yeah. a lot of fans really were, uh, you know, they, that's hard to see him go, but, you know, it's hard to see him go. Mm-hmm. But he was a, a guy who never had a shot. Um, he was a prospect coming out. If you look back at actually NFL.com, they still have his draft report up, uh, his prospect report, and they say that. They say, he's, you know, he could start, but he could sit here. So a lot of fans forget that, you know, he was kind of rushed out there, and that really didn't help when they kind of put him out there too early. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the, the trade from his perspective of where he's going? Do you think that he's a fit in Carolina? Do you think he'll be able to turn things around and be successful? Well, isn't it crazy he's back with Teddy Bridgewater? That's the craziest thing, right? You know, they yeah. have to try and see if they could get him traded. I read today that said they're going to give him opportunity to talk. Teddy can talk to other teams, but I think he's like 18 million or 20 million, something like 20 million cap hit or something like that. Yeah. Some ridiculous number. So you know, I don't know if yep. that's going to happen. So I mean, it's kind of funny if he's there with with uh, with uh, Teddy. But you know, we'll see what happens with the coach. Everyone's big on the coaching staff and Joe Brady. I mean, Joe Brady. I mean, he, he gets a lot of credit for for Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow he was throwing like 60 touchdowns in high school. I mean, no, that was high school. He gets recruited to Ohio State. You know, he wasn't like this was a guy off the street. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, if he's got to go there, uh, he's there for at least – they picked up his option, Sam's option, so he's going to be there at least two years. I wish him well. I mean, the kid, like I said, he's from he's from out here in L.A. He didn't get a good shot. I thought they really should have kind of let him sit behind um, Teddy and, and Josh when we had him for that first year, but they rushed him out. So it's unfortunate. The guy hopefully has a good shot. He can turn it around. If anyone can do it, he can. Um, so best of luck to him, man. Yeah. How, what are your thoughts about the uh, the the pressure that's going to be on the young quarterback that's going to step in here? Because <laughs> I believe it's going to be immense. I think that this fan base is looking for him to uh, perform immediately. They're looking for production immediately, you know, kind of as they should. And they're looking for him to be the savior because we moved on from Sam Darnold, a kid that we just drafted three years ago. That was an unbelievable prospect. If you remember the draft night, Everybody said that we came away with the best quarterback in the draft, damn near. Um, and there, and it was just a night. It was a magical night. I can't. I don't think there was one Jets fan that I heard of that was upset that we got Sam Darnold. We were all shocked, and we were. We all thought that we had finally solved the biggest issue plaguing this franchise. We finally found a franchise quarterback that we haven't had in years, and now we're moving on from him. And he was extremely young, 21 years old. We're moving on from him three years later, and now we're bringing in another kid to be the savior. 
I mean, what are your thoughts about that, man? The pressure is going to be it's going to be overbearing, isn't it? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. As a, yeah, I mean, I, I'm from New York, grew up in New York, so like big Mets fan. Every time the Mets would bring in a guy who was supposed to be a good performer, he would flame out because the pressure in New York is just too much. He'd go off somewhere else and be a superstar. So, you know, it's it's the pressure cooker of New York that a lot of people are discounting. And you take a look. I don't know. Have you looked at any of the interviews of uh, Fields and Wilson? Have you checked any of those out? Like some of the press conferences. I've seen a little, yeah. I've seen, I've seen some stuff on him. Feels very composed, yeah. you know. Zach Wilson, I know he's he's had to kind of fight off some rumors as well about him being cocky and arrogant and stuff like that. So but go ahead. Yeah, I just think that when you look at the interviews and you look at the the uh, QB coaches, like Fields is, is a rock. The guy he he just wants to play football. He's a guy, he's like a Kobe kind of guy. He's like, you know, a Jordan Kobe, Tiger Woods guy. He just like Gretzky. They just want to win, you know. And you can tell that that's all he talks about in his interviews. He just wants to win. And I know people yeah. aren't going to spend a lot of time and take a look at that. I know the media is going to kick out, you know, somehow they're magically saying everyone can read Joe, Joe uh, Douglas's mind and know we're going to pick Wilson. But for a guy like uh, Fields, who's tough like that, mentally tough, focused, wants to win, it's, yeah, I think that's the guy that you want to go with, especially in New York. It's a, it's a pressure cooker of a town. I mean, one of the interviews, they ask him, it's like, hey, have you been to Columbus, uh, Ohio State for like nine months? What do you think of the campus? He's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't go around the campus. I just stay in my room. I study and I – I do homework and I study. It's the guy's focused. Yeah. You know, this is like a 20 year old kid. So it's, I think, you know, either way, the Jets, um, either guy's going to be a good opportunity. You know, one guy is not going to, you know, there's not one guy who's going to make us have a winning team. It's a, it's a whole, you know, it's a whole team to your point where, you know, we need to reserve the draft capital and stop talking about trading up and, and pick guys at their spots, do the best we can, maybe trade back, get some more picks. And I think they're gonna I think they could build something good here. You know, if I prefer Wilson, I, I'm sorry, I prefer Fields. But if they get Wilson, I can live with that too because I think Joe and his staff. I mean, they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Bill. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. I got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night. Look, man, this is going to be interesting how Joe Douglas continues going forward. Because let me tell you something. You you trade Sam Darnold. Not only do you move on from a guy that we invested kind of heavily to get in the draft. Not only do you move on from them, but you also got to think uh, you also killed the opportunity to really get a big-time haul and trade down from that number two pick to continue to, to, to better this football team with the capital that you could have gained from that haul. That's huge, man, because the Jets, we haven't won in a long time, and we had an opportunity to really speed up this rebuilding process. And I think a lot of Jets fans aren't thinking about that. We're still in a rebuild. <laughs> I know it's sad. I know it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people. Here we go. <laughs> but I'm telling you, we're still in a rebuilding process, folks. We're still trying to figure things out. And we still got holes on this roster. There's still issues here. And let me tell you something. That haul that we could have got could have really bettered this football team and put us in a better space much faster. Uh, than we, you know, than we are right now. But we'll keep getting to these lines. Nine five four. I'm coming directly to you. Nine five four. Give me your thoughts on this trade, Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. How are you feeling about it? Hey, Joe Angelo from uh, Tennessee here. Um, I, you know what's what? going on, Angelo? I feel like it, hey, what's going on? I feel like this move had to be done. And I know you were saying this is Joe Douglas' decision, but I really think. He talked to the Johnsons. He talked to LaFleur. He talked to uh, Robert Sala. I think they all pretty much agreed that this was, even though they liked Sam, this was the right decision to reset the clock. You know, they're thinking, okay, you're right. We got to we got to sign his uh, fifth year contract for twenty million dollars. I'm like, 
you just can't do that. I mean, he wasn't – Sam Donald's an unknown. So at this well, you didn't point, have to do that. It, you well, didn't have to do that. That fifth-year so, option – well, well, hold on one second, Angelo. That fifth-year option is not $20 million. It's $18.8 million. 18, you okay. didn't have to give, okay. Yeah, you didn't have to give him – you didn't have to give – you didn't have to sign the fifth-year option. You didn't have to, right? He could have played this year, and you could have said, okay, look, you play this year, if you ball out with the weapons and stuff that we give you, or if you show market improvement, then we'll invest in you. Then we'll give you a solid deal, right? You could have done that. Or you could yeah. have gone the other way. Hold on. You could have gone the other way. You could have paid the 18.8 because say Sam comes out. Cause say, say we trade down, we get a big haul, right? We get a bunch of weapons in. After we trade down from two to wherever, we get a bunch of weapons in. Then you take that 23rd pick. You also, you know, put in more. Our draft is very big. We get playmakers. We get an offensive line to block. Say he comes out and balls out and is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. $18 million for another year of that is a drop in the bucket. That means nothing. Yeah. If you look at quarterbacks that would play on that level, yeah, if you look at quarterbacks that would play on that level big time after you step up, look at some look at some, what some of these quarterbacks are getting paid right now. Look look at Patrick Mahomes' deal. You know, all these other guys' new deals. Hell, Ryan Tannehill is making in the twenties. I think he's like twenty four, twenty five, twenty six million dollars a year. And he's one of the better quarterbacks you know in the league now. So this think is, about uh, that. Go ahead. Yeah, and this is what this is. That was the decision. This is why we've been talking about this every single day because we could have went so many different directions. And I think just the safest move is to release Sam. And listen, I I agreed to keep Sam and trade down. I mean, that was my big thing. But you know what? Look, we have the draft capital. I mean, and now we got even more. So it's like, what are you going to trade down and get even more? Like, how many first round picks do we need in the future? You know, we got two this year. Yeah, I know, but two this year. Why not, Angelo? Two next year, two fours. I don't know. Is that just too much? I mean, is that just too much capital when when you can just get Zach Wilson and just reset? Well, well, this is my question, though, Angelo. Angelo, we had the 32nd-ranked offense two years in a row. We have no weapons. Nobody can – I don't think we've had a – we haven't had a 1,000-yard receiver in I don't know how long. What do you mean? Too so that's much? why you can't keep. That's why did you, you watch, can't keep. Did you watch our offensive line? Do you trust Van Roden? Do you trust? Do you trust Lewis? No. Our cornerback position no. has major holes in it. Look at Bless Austin. Yeah. He was getting cooked all last year. Who's our Who's our slot corner? Outside of Lawson, that I we just signed the free agency. Who's our big time pass rusher that we can just send to people week after week from the line? Yeah, but I think Joe felt really good. How exactly? How would it? Would it uh, that's what I don't understand is why do th- this? Is, and I mentioned this earlier that if you listen to a lot of fans, you would think that we popping Chris Allen Moet every night. You would think that we was in the yeah. playoffs every single year and we're good. When people say, "Yeah, well, we're drinking that dirty too much, water," nothing man. is never too much. <laughs> nothing is ever too much over here. Nothing is ever. Yeah. We need as much as possible. No, it's not too much because you know what that would do, Angelo? That would speed up our rebuilding process. What you just talked about, if we get three or however many first-round picks you got, look at what the Niners gave up to move from 12 to 3. Bro, we could be a, we could probably be a contending team within the next year if we got yeah, that capital. Looking, and Joe yeah. Douglas is the talent evaluator that we all believe that he is. Everybody's excited about him. Dude, we could have got better – 
right right then. Yeah. But now we got to go man, through it, a process. That's all I'm saying, Angelo. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough, man. Like I said, but here's the thing, too. Who's our quarterback right now? Is it James Morgan? Is he the only one we have? So you bring in Zach Wilson, you've got to bring in someone else. I mean, I mean yeah. it's going to be James uh, is Morgan he really going to play yeah. all 17? Yeah, in white. So, I mean, is, is Wilson going to, or, or Fields going to be playing 17 games next year? That's probably unlikely. We're probably going to be using our backup quarterback next year, which we don't have one. So I'm curious to see who else we're bringing in. I know that uh, Nick Mullins, the backup for San Francisco, he's still a free agent, but he had uh, elbow surgery. So I'm curious to see if the Jets will reach out to him. But we need someone in the quarterback room that can mentor him, kind of like Donald had McCown. And and like you said, we had the 32nd-ranked offense last year. So it's like, well, damn, do do we – do we bring back Sam Darnold or do we just got to just reset this and just, it, like I said, next year is going to be another rebuilding year. And we, I think Joe brought in the free agents. He's like, all right, we got a good group of free agents. We're going to get a good group of uh, draft capital here and, uh, and players. And I think next year is just going to be a building block. And I think it's just the unknown that's exciting about Zach Wilson because he could be the next great quarterback, but played at BYU. So not only did he yeah. play in a conference that is subpar, now he's going to the NFL that is not just the best college teams. It's the best players from the best college teams and NFL players. So I, I, it's going to be a hard season for him. It's going to be very difficult, and it's going to be a slow process. But we need to get a backup quarterback in there. I wouldn't say like Flacco, but I mean a veteran, a veteran who can go in there and say, Zach, calm down. Here's what you need to do study this, here's what, you know, here's what this team likes to do. So we're far from, we are far, that's, this is a long-term strategy that Joe Douglas is doing. It's long-term, it ain't, it ain't short-term, because, you know, we cannot yeah, compete I, with Kansas City. We cannot compete with Buffalo. We're not doing that next year, right? I mean. No, no, we are not. And, and, and you bring up a so great point that, when you talk about the long-term strategy, uh, Angelo, because I, that's what I, I keep telling a lot of Jets fans. I know they don't want to hear it, man. But Here we true. go! This is we're still in a rebuilding process, all right. For some of you that, that don't want to listen or don't want to hear that, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to tell you we are in a rebuilding process. We're still trying to figure things out here. We're still trying to figure out, you know, our, our way and our path. And like Angelo was saying as well, this is a long term strategy, which means, and, and that's that's my next question for you, Angelo, because you talked about you know the quarterback position, you talked about Wilson and all these things, and you know moving on from Sam. And, yeah, there's, there's, there's pressure on Joe Douglas to hit on these upcoming picks because it's a long-term strategy. He passed up on the opportunity to trade down and really get a haul to, to continue to build and have a ton of opportunities. Now he's got to hit on these picks this year and hit on, these, on the picks next year as well to really give this, this, this team a chance to thrive. But there's going to be a lot of pressure on the quarterback, whoever he chooses. If it's Wilson, and a lot of people are saying that it is, Man, let me tell you something. What are your thoughts about the, the pressure and the expectations that there's going to be on this young kid to come in here and perform immediately? Because you talked about, you <clears throat> talked about, hey, you know, they got to come in and produce without, you know, we'll see what they do, whether they get a mentor or not. But this kid's going to be asked to go out there. He's going to go out there and play those 17 games. You know, if you sit him or he's not ready, I mean, there's going to be big-time issues, and the fan base is going to erupt. So give me your thoughts about the pressure and expectations that's going to be on this young kid, and do you think they'll be able to survive what, it, what, 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 the, what playing in the New York market brings? 
Well, here's what it is. You got a new off. You got a new head coach, new defensive coordinator. So you know what you know what I tell the kid. We're in this together. Like we're we're with you. We're not on the field with you, but we're with you. So you have the pressure, but guess what? We all have the pressure. So let's share it and let's work through this together. And I think the fans know that. You know, this is a whole new process, whole new team. Um, and that's what I got to tell the kid. It's like, listen, you you got to produce, you got to make plays. But we know, you know, we know this. <laughs> You're not going to tell the kid we know this isn't our year, but we know there's a learning curve, okay? You're going to have to give them some leeway. The Jets fans, the thing is, when Sam Darnold would have went out there and, and, and threw an interception, he would have been booed right away. If this kid throws an yeah. interception, hey, get back on the field. We got your back. And that that's kind of the thing that I true. feel like. That's uh, not well, true. Okay. Darnold's first We're year give him a little interception, bit. The, the fan base was all over him. Donald's first year, when there were issues, you know. Come on, Angelo. Yeah. Another thing I, I want to tell you, too, with Donald. You know, Angelo, it, the first year when Sam Donald made mistakes, there was issues. There were people literally coming out going, yeah. I tell you about these USC quarterbacks. They never work out. Yeah. He's another bust. Um, there, was, there was a ton of people in the fan base that did that. And the, the, the expectations and all the pressure is going to be ratcheted up because this dude's supposed to be the savior, whoever it is, especially if it's Wilson, especially if they take Wilson because of all the fan, fanfare and, and fuss that's going on about him right now. I'm telling you. But go ahead, Angelo. So a couple more things now. Now, Donald's going to Carolina, right? Joe Brady's offensive yep. coordinator. Remember. He almost became a head coach this year. So let's say if Carolina yeah. does well next year, Donald's going to lose another offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be a head coach somewhere else, and then Donald's got to do it all over again. Potentially, we could have, let's say if Carolina's the worst team in the league, Donald doesn't do anything, we could have the 33rd pick next year. You know, let's say if Seattle busts this year, let's say Russell Wilson, something happens there, you know, we could we could um, we have the capital. I'm just saying you we have the draft capital. And looking like guys like last year we got Bryce Hall in the fifth or sixth round. We got a sixth round pick this year. You know, if we can find a diamond in the rough or we can use that to show, like you said, we're gonna use these picks to trade up. I guarantee you the Jets are gonna make probably at least two two dra- um trades in the draft this year. We're not done trading. Mm. And um another thing too is like I said with Darnold I hope he does well, but we want him not to do well. You know, technically, like, we need Carolina to do bad next year so we can get the the most amount of assets uh, for those picks. And um, like I said, if it's Zach Wilson, another thing, too, in his pro day, you see him smiling, you see his energy, you kind of – he's interacting with everybody. Justin Fields just kind of had that stern look on his face and was like, he didn't really talk. And is that, is that personality thing, is that – I think that has – that's why we're leaning more towards Zach because he's a probably a better face, a personality for the franchise. I want to see how that much goes into it because it feels looks like you couldn't be friends with him, but Zach Wilson's like your buddy. So imagine Zach Wilson coming into your huddle like, all right, guys, like, you know, hey, man, hey, I know I do that bad pat. Here we go. We're going to do this play. And I'm like, I, you know, I just feel like he brings more of a personality and a personable relationship with the guys. I kind of, that's kind of why I'm leaning towards Zach yeah. Wilson. Yeah, look, I, I hear you, but at the end of the day, uh, for me, I look at the He's situation. Keep, I, yeah. I understand your, yeah, I understand your 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 side of of that argument, but I want a guy that's going to come in and do business. And look, I hear what you're yeah. saying about being personable and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, he's got to produce because you can be personable here and be like Mark Sanchez was a personable guy, didn't get it done on yeah. the field, 
and the fan base couldn't stand him, could not stand him. I mean, they just ripped him every chance he got, and he didn't play well. He played well in some playoffs, but throughout the season, he didn't necessarily play well, and it didn't matter. There's other guys around the league so, that are all business like that. They're very, you know, and you got to think again, he's with the media. You wouldn't know what he was like with his guys in the locker room. So wouldn't that, so what do we wouldn't do, that Joe? go do we... well here? If you keep a straight face, you're very stern with the media. You only answer the questions that you're asked. Very, you know, very PC, very just ho-hum. You don't give too much to media. You keep it moving and do your business. I mean, to me, that would bode well here a lot better. But go ahead. I'll give you the last word. No. Well, let, I'm going to give you the last word. Who do, you, who do we take, man? Do we take Fields or do we take Wilson? Like, what, what do we do? I would love – listen, I, you know, for me, I look at the situation, and I think that Justin Fields is a better fit um, for us here, and it's a couple of things. I think, one, he's played way better competition. Uh, if you look at what he's been able to do out there, the things he's been able to put together, um, the throws that he can make, I think a, a lot of that whole reads and not being able to uh, – go through his progressions on offense, I think has been a lot of smoke. Um, uh, his gutsy performance in the bowl game really sold him to me as well. You out there playing with broken ribs. I don't know if anyone's ever had issues with their ribs before. Let me tell you something. That's unbelievably painful. Okay. And to go out there and still put on, even though you have broken ribs, and outduel the generational quarterback, the, the franchise-changing quarterback that Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be, you outduel him right there in front of everybody on a national stage with your ribs broken and you throw six touchdowns, and then you look at it, he's playing elite competition on a weekly basis. I mean, and then you look at what he brings yeah. to the field as far as his athleticism, so dynamic. I know a lot of people talking about, listen, I'm not saying that Zach Wilson's like a statue, but uh, let me tell you something. RPOs, all this mobile quarterback stuff, that's where the NFL is going. If you look at a lot of these guys, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, hell, even Josh Allen within our own division, these guys can move. They extend plays. They extend drives with their feet. You look at what they were doing in San Francisco a couple of years ago when they had a mobile quarterback. Guess what? They were running that RPO stuff. You look at what, look at what the Ravens are doing. The Ravens are a full-blown threat because you don't know who the hell's going to run. You don't know if they're going to hand it off to their running back or you don't know if he's going to pull it back in and then Lamar Jackson's going to eat you up. You don't know. And that completely confuses defenses, and it, it just blows them away. You look at the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes does that all the time. Can beat you with his arm. You sleep on him. You don't keep a spy. Well, that's a 25-yard run for Patrick. Have a good day. First down, Chief. I think I think whoever so, we draft, I think either of those guys, I think we're going to be happy. I, at this point now, it's just all about potential. But I think ultimately if we draft Fields, I'm going to be like, all right, good. We got Fields. Like all the arguments you were saying, if we draft Wilson, it, you know, it's a higher upside. It, it's just I think either way it's going to be a good pick. You know, it's. Yeah. At this point, you don't know. You don't know, but one of them is going to be a good pick, and we'll we'll figure it out in a couple of years who it is. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Listen, Angelo, I got to get back to these lines, man. It was great talking to you. Next time I have a show, I need you to call in, my friend. Look, man, we're going to keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Call in. I love going back and forth with people. You know, love hearing about everyone's thoughts about this trade, man. We're going to keep getting to these lines. My guy, Jason, you're up next. Jason, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. I want you to give me your thoughts about this trade, man. Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. How are you feeling about it? Well, man, uh, at first I was, um, before going into my thoughts of this, the first time we actually got Sam Darnold, I was surprised because of going back to that um, draft I was a Baker Mayfield 
um, fan, so I wanted us to get Baker Mayfield, but then we got some Donald that was aesthetic, and just going, just seeing this trade, man, seeing him, uh, dude, I feel, I'm, I'm sad that he's leaving, because I know the talent he has, and how this team, mm-hmm. and people, I'm surprised people are saying Joe Douglas get a pass, which is, which is stupid, he should not get a pass on Sam, but, um, it just, I'm happy and sad because I, I, he, he gets, he has actually talent now. And he's, he has a good coaching. He's going to be great. And I won't, and I'm not surprised when he's going to be showing us this um, upcoming year. And um, mm. people are getting mad about that. But hey, you know what? They have the battle team, and they're going to whoop us. Sadly, and wow. Wow, you know, and listen, again, I want to thank you for calling in. I know that there are some Jets fans that feel that way, the same way that you feel as well, and I want to get your thoughts on this. How much pressure do you think is going to be on the next quarterback to come in here? I mean, you look at this situation, everybody's thinking it was coming in there and being a savior. You know, don't you think that the expectations and all that stuff is just ratcheted up now? Well, especially going into the next season, um, this QB has to be good, and they have to solve. There's no, no oh, we're just going to um, babysit, oh, like he's not waiting. No, you have to stall him. And in the in the season, in mid-season, if Seb Donald is doing very well and this QB isn't, Joe Douglas is going to get fired. I don't care if all of the other picks are, are great. Whoa. If he does not get the QB... If he does not get this QB right, he's gone. And I know it's a bold take, but. Wow, that, that's, a, that's a bold take, man. I mean. Jason with the bold take. Look, I, you know, I respect, respect. I, you know, if the QB doesn't work out, Jason says he's gone. He's out of here. Look, I, you look at the situation. I tell you what, uh, Joe Douglas has the, the future of this franchise in his hands. If this kid busts out, especially if Sam Darnold goes to Carolina and is extremely successful, if he goes out there and he is able to put it together and look like the guy that everybody said that he would be coming out, and he's and he goes out there and really balls out, I'm telling you, this fan base is never going to forget it. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Whoa. There is no wrath like the Jets fans scorn. <laughs> I'm telling you, it'll be a yeah, – oh, my goodness. They will rip this franchise apart. If Sam Darnold goes to Carolina and balls out, I'm telling you, I can already see it. We literally gifted them a franchise quarterback. Fire everybody. I'm telling you, they will and they'll do it. A lot of crazy stuff can happen. We've seen crazy things happen in the past with Jets fans where they do things and, you know, <laughs> send the franchise all kinds of messages. It can be absolutely crazy. But I want to get your thoughts about this. Joe Douglas kind of talked about in the press conference that, you know, they, they had discussions about drafting a quarterback and keeping Sam. And I think that we all kind of didn't want that happening at all because of the situation with it, that it could create. What are your thoughts about them avoiding that nightmare, potentially? Because I think having a young quarterback and having Sam in the building together, creating that QB controversy, don't you think that that would have been just a complete distraction? Well, to be honest, um, this is going to be a shocker, but I actually did want this competition to happen because I have a feeling feeling with Zach, if they're going with 
Zach is overweight in my opinion, and so I okay. think I, I wanted to not keep all of our eggs in one basket. So I wanted to keep Sam and the, draft a rookie and see who will win them, who will win the competition. Let the best men win, and if the rookie bust and somehow Sam became good, then we win. But if Sam is a bust and then the rookie win, we win either way. So um, to me, it was just a safe, just to make sure if the pick wasn't, if the pick wasn't right, at least we have Sam to hopefully fix. But um, it could have been disaster. I agree, it could have been, uh, it could have been holding. And you could see all these. He had he had support support from the Jets players. There's a lot of them that came out. Marcus May with the hand um, face palm. The, he he seemed like he wasn't happy with this whatsoever. A couple of other players have came out, and so it was, he has a bunch of support. So I, if I'm just saying, it's just again, if Joe Douglas does not get this QB, a good starting caliber QB, he is out of here. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Jason, you're bringing the fire right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. You are absolutely bringing the fire. This is this is an amazing call from you. I mean, you 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 see your face. He's putting, you know, he's he's putting it on the line. He's putting his takes out there. So my final question for you is: I know you talked a little bit about Zach, all right? You 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 think he's overrated? So for you, feel is Fields the pick at number two? Absolutely. And um, funny thing is, I heard the, one of the callers was trying to say, oh, he threw to 70, or like he was trying to do a stat of, oh, he's also number receiver. one receiver. Yeah, because yeah. he came out and said he trusts his receiver and he trusts on holding the ball to get it to him because he knows yeah. he's the number one receiver and he knows he can get open. So he's a, so why would you go to your second, third read when your number one's going to be open, like you have said yeah. before? So I I trust to be honest I trust Field more than Wilson in my yeah. take. Well, listen, Jay, Jay, listen, man. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. You had a fire call. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, my friend. Listen, we're gonna keep getting to these lines five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Again, five one five six zero two nine six three nine. The lines are still open. Wherever you watch me from, please give me a thumbs up. If you're watching me on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, whatever other platform you're watching me on, please follow my streams and turn on your notifications. Click that bell so that when I post content, you folks will be in the know. You'll see when I go live every single time, all right? So we're going to keep getting to these lines. 914, 914, I'm coming directly to you. 914, give me your thoughts. First off, I want to thank you for calling in. Also, give me your thoughts on Sam Darnold being, being, now being a Carolina Panther. How are you feeling about this trade? I'm fine. This this had to be done. It was like it might be just too much of a risk. You're taking into account his injury history, his inconsistent play, the contract due, uh, the rarity of the Jets draft in this position, and the fact that the 2022 quarterback class is relatively weak outside of quarterback number one. You know, you factor all that in. You know, all it there gives you more than enough evidence to trade him and move and move on with drafting a quarterback. You, you said the rarity of the Jets draft in this position. The Jets are drafting high in the first round every year. <laughs> no, they don't. The don't you know the Jets work? Don't, don't you know the Jets work yeah. too bad to make the playoffs, but not bad enough to oh, get the premium draft positioning? Yeah, but high, high, we're drafting high enough. We're, dra- we're drafting high Yeah, enough. but not high enough to get a quarterback. 
All right, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Outside of trade, excluding when we trade up to three, how many times in the last 10 years have the Jets drafted in the top five? I want to say maybe twice. Yeah, outside, well, we traded up in the top three. We were hmm, Leonard Williams three, was, a, was a top three, pick, and there was another guy. Was, and yeah, this is the twice. second time. Twice. Yes. Yeah, but it, we had the first, second ranked offense two like, years in a row. Speaking, we, were, to get a, we were slow to get enough a to do that. So go ahead. Top five. Most for the most yeah, part, I mean, your we best get the capital to do that. But go ahead. But I, I hear you take. But when you look at this situation, getting back to this situation with Sam Darnold, when you look at this situation, we've moved on from him. The capital that we got back, that second-round pick, that fourth-round pick, you look at the situation and you're saying there's some fans that are saying, hey, we wish we would have had that second or fourth-round pick this year instead of next year. We only got a sixth this year. What are your well, thoughts you about remember, that? Do you wish that we got a second COVID, this year? You got to remember, with COVID with limiting everyone's cap moves, so they limited their free agency – their draft capital became more valuable because of that. So there were less, more teams, less teams were willing to depart from this year's draft capital. That's why you look, even with the 49ers traded up to three, most of that was future first round picks. And when the Eagles trade and when the Dolphins then trade up to six, most of that was future picks. They didn't give up a lot of current draft picks. Teams weren't really willing to depart from them this year. So what are your thoughts uh, from a standpoint of Sam Darnold? What are your thoughts about him going to Carolina? Do you think he'll be able to light it up there? I think I think he has a chance. You know, it 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 all depends on like it, it depends on how far gone. It depends on like is the damage repairable because Adam Gates did ruin him, but also is just like it all depends on how well the coaching down does down there. I mean, it's obviously less pressure for him. You know, it's best for both sides. I think he has a good chance. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's certain. You know, like some doom and gloom people are. But I think he has a good chance. Yeah. So when you look at this situation here, and you talked about this less pressure down there for him, you would think that here there's a lot of pressure, especially for the incoming quarterback. Uh, I, I what are your thoughts about so that, much. man? Do you would, think they'll would, be able to survive – the pressure that that's going to be on them when they come in, because the expectations are going to be immense, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't say there's so much, because you got to remember, he's also in the quarterback class with Trevor Lawrence. So you're a quarterback not named Trevor Lawrence. There's far, you know, you were a nobody up until this year. There's a lot, there's probably, you know, there's a lot less pressure on you. Because, you know, most people Is weren't there? paying attention to Trevor Lawrence up until this year when everyone else got the attention. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Like there, there's not yeah, going to be that much pressure on him going there. I mean, he's got to – yeah, he's got to do stuff there. They have to put, you know, players around him. But you're coming to New York, dude. It doesn't – it does not matter who you are. Hell, we took Geno Smith in the second round, and there was pressure on him. They, they had him on the front of the uh, – front page of the newspaper saying, this is Broadway Geno. This is a guy that's coming to be the savior. There's a different type of pressure when you come to New York. This is the media capital well, of the I world. Think, I, the beat is all over you. The fan base is all over you. Everybody is all over you. And the second that you jack up, they're all, they're, they're, they have no problem feasting upon you at all. They put you on black. And not just on the field, off the field as well. You, We've seen it. We've had fans boo Geno Smith at charity events. Anybody remember all the – all the, the humbug that was about other players that have that 
stuff that is happening with them off the field. Hell, we there were people reporting what Sam was doing off the field when he went out to just celebrate after a win. You had beat writers reporting on that. So there's immense pressure when you come to New York. Nah. Well, I'm not. I'm not like in my opinion. I don't. Think, I think it's going to be a lot easier for them because I think whoever the Jets draft is going into a far better position than Darnold was in 2018. The organization's in a better place. The roster's in a better place. The coaching's in a better place, and the Jets have more resources. Because the biggest thing was when the Jets drafted Darnold was they had to give up so much draft capital to get to the position to draft him. They didn't have any to really build around him. That's not true. They only give up. They only gave up third, three second round picks. The problem wasn't the draft capital. The problem was the players that Mike McCagnan was drafting. You see, because Mike McCagnan was here before. Mike McCagnan was here far before Sam Darnold was here. And the problem was, and I remember saying that around this time, I, I was on a program and I used to say this was literally my thing. If you want a quarterback to eat, you got to set the table. If you go back and look at Mike McCagnan's draft, the reason why we were so bad and we put Sam in a bad position was because we didn't set the table. The offensive line, there was no protection. He had years to fix that before he drafted Sam Darnold. He never well, did also that. He was, he, he was also, and he was also bringing in guys that had long injury histories as well that never panned out either. Go back and look at his first draft 2015. Those guys busted out. None of them are here, including Leonard Williams. Gone, mm. traded away. You look at the rest of these drafts, they're, they're huge holes. We drafted Christian Hackenberg in the second round. When we could have got Whitehead, who went to the Bears and is now, you know, a great a guard or center for them, great offensive lineman for them. You look at all the issues that we had. Darren Lee, that guy's a first-round pick. Bust, out of here. Look at all of these other drafts. We, have ma- we had major holes in there. Mike McCagnan should be arrested for to the New York Jets. I was going to say it was a terrible, but look, to be I mean, it was a terrible, but the, generally the speaking, the that we had coming here, higher odds are Mike McCagney filled this roster with talent. That was the problem. It wasn't the capital that we utilized to move up to get Sam Darnold. It wasn't. That was not the thing that killed this team. The thing that killed this team was our inability to attack and acquire talent at premium positions to support Sam Darnold. That was the issue. That was the biggest issue. I say it's mostly right there. that, but I will say, you know, if you, the more the more draft capital GM has, generally the better their odds are of hitting. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at the situation. He's got ten picks, and he's got a hit on those, and that that brings me to my next question for you. When you look at the situation, us staying with Sam Darnold, or, or excuse me, us moving on from Sam Darnold, really kills the ability for us to trade down and really collect a haul for those two picks. I mean, well, like what are your thoughts about thing. that, my friend? Here's the thing. I, I'm all right with it, but like I said, it, it, it's – here's the thing. Even if you did trade down, if Sam flops, because most of that pick is going to be future draft capital, because like I said, teams don't want to budge, don't want to give forfeit this year's draft capital, you would have to give up that draft capital again <laughs> – to trade back up to get a quarterback if Sam didn't work out. So either way, you're not get either way. You could have ended up in a scenario where you weren't really getting much anyway. I hear what you're saying, but if Sam is as bad as you thought he was going to be, then we'd probably be in the top ten anyway. So how much would you really have to give up? We'd probably well, be early be in, in, the in the draft. The, de- the defense is going to be better. Everything is going to be better. 
But like I'm saying, is if it? Because our cornerbacks, our cornerbacks were an issue last year. Our cornerbacks are. If you look at our team this year, our defense is a, is a bit better, our, especially our defensive line. Right? We got Lawson. We're hoping Q can step up and stay healthy for the year. If he does, then I think we'll be better. Fadu Kasi comes back. These guys come back. But we still the have defensive the line is a lot better. The coaching is better. You yeah. know. And the thing is, but our, honestly, our, our offense will still have the questions. Go ahead. Honestly, like the thing is, the Jets, the Jets' issues on defense are probably they need help at linebacker and they need two corners. And they That's could use another pass offense, as well. You need help. You need help at the guards. Like I said, I said like this: you can roll with Fant for a year. You can develop. You can get a project a right tackle in the third or fourth round. You know, let him sit on the bench for a year. It's not. It's not the absolute thing because the thing with Douglas. He's made it so that like he's so that certain holes don't have to be immediately addressed. There are primary issues, which is you know the interior offensive line, uh, corner, linebacker. Those are the primary issues. And then you know, you can wait a year, you can wait some time to address tackle and some other positions. But you know you have to. It's all based on like a level of importance. Yeah. So my final question before I let you go is, you look at this situation, this quarterback position here, man, I know a lot of people have feelings about who they want to go with. Some people think that Zach Wilson is a pick, and that's who, you know, that's the guy. Oh, no, I, I, said, oh, I don't know if you've Who is the this? guy that you'd like to go with? Oh, Wilson, because I also think it's Wilson. Because if you didn't hear this in Joe Douglas's press conference, he was asked about when Steve Young had said that the Jets had committed to Zach Wilson, his response was, well, you know, Steve's uh, really well connected with BYU. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's a little, that's kind of saying without saying it. And my thing with, like, I honestly don't care with either one. But look, in the same breath that you can complain about uh, Wilson's competition, you can say, well, how do we know that Fields isn't a product of the stacked Ohio State roster? Because let's be honest, at Ohio State, you're playing with the cream of the crop of uh, high school athletes, you know, Meanwhile, you're also BYU, playing against the cream of the crop the guys, scrap. too, though. It's BYU. Yeah, but you're, you're also playing against table scrap, too, though. He only played two ranked teams the entire year, Boise and Coastal Carolina. Yeah, but, so, but who is Josh Allen playing at Wyoming? Well, he turned out. Yeah, it took, it took some years for him to turn out. He was put in a situation. But there's also other guys that come from small schools and don't work out. Look at the struggle. There's also guys from big schools that don't. Like, remember, like, Alabama hasn't produced a, a franchise quarterback since Ken Stabler. So, you know, like, you know, the big school just had to I, I, I hear what you're saying, but there's, there's also something to be said about a guy that can go out and play against elite competition week in and week out, elite competition, and put up numbers. There's also something to be said about a guy that can go out against a Clemson team that everybody said, hey, this is one of the best college football teams in the league, or best college football teams, you know, in college, period, against the generational talent of Trevor Lawrence. You go in there with broken ribs, you get your ribs broken, and you out-duel him. Period. I'm not saying that's a big. I'm not saying that's big, that. but I'm also saying it's it, it's not just about talent and everything. It's also about just fitting. And the thing is, the one thing about Wilson is the offense that he 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 ran in BYU is virtually identical to the Shanahan Lafleur offense. So it's a much more seamless transition for him. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is, if you want a quarterback, you want it to be as easy as possible for them to get into the to get into the NFL. So you want. So if you have a quarterback that you drafted already pretty much knows the offense for the most part, it makes it far easier for them to get into a groove. Yeah. Yeah, listen, 
I, I, listen, I want to thank you for calling also, in. Also, I hear your also you got to admit, also you gotta admit Go ahead, Nick, I'll give you the last word. Also, you got to admit, the nickname Wall Street Wilson's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. All right, thank you for calling in, my friend. It's always great to speak with you, all right? Look, man, bringing fire, man. There's a lot of people bringing fire, a lot of different thoughts about what we should do. I'll tell you what, man. Joe Douglas, you got your hands on this. You got your hands on this, and we'll see who we, you know, who he chooses going forward. Because I know a lot of people believe that Zach Wilson is the pick because he says, hey, you know, he's pretty connected to BYU. That was what, you know, Joe Douglas said about, uh, you know, Steve Young. But, you know, I looked at his face and I kind of felt like maybe he was just kind of, you know, not as committal as other people think he was. You know, he's not as committed to Zach Wilson. I might be wrong. We'll see. I don't think anybody really knows what the Jets are going to do in the draft. But, I mean, I, I, well, I, I think that people, clearly we know they're going to take a quarterback, but we don't know who it's going to be. We don't necessarily know who, you know. But we'll see as we continue going forward. This is a hell of a show. Hell of a show. I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. I got through. Got everybody. Man, so much to talk about. I know a lot of people think that I'm, you know, upset about Sam Darnold and I'm beside myself. You know, listen, I, I love Sam. I wish him nothing but the best. I want to see him go out there to Carolina and really light it up and put it together because I think he really has a chance, especially with Joe Brady. One of the biggest things I think a lot of people discount when we talk about allowing young quarterbacks to progress and get better is coaching. I'm telling you, Josh Allen, if you would have told us the year before this year that Josh Allen would be an MVP candidate, if you would have told any Jets fan that, we would have laughed you out the building. Look at him. He's, he's, he's out there. He looks ragged. He can't throw. He has no accuracy, a lot of interceptions. He's just a glorified running back. I used to come on the show and say it all the time, all the time. He used to come on the show and say it all the time. They continue to work with him. He's got DeBow. They went out and got digs. The coaching is there. His mechanics, if you look at Josh Allen's mechanics this season or this, this last season, the MVP candidate season that he had, boy, let me tell you something. That does not look like the same quarterback, bro. It just don't. It really don't. People discount. People really, really discount coaching. They truly, truly do. I'm telling you. They truly, truly do. I really don't think that people understand how important it could be. So, I got one last call, 908. I'm going to go to 908 really quickly, 908. Give me your thoughts about Sam Darnold being traded to the Carolina Panthers really quickly. Give me your thoughts on it. Well, it's painful to see him go, but what I can say, I mean, I wish him the best for Carolina. You will get a good head coach in Metro. I mean, we wish Metro could be – with a check two years ago, but we got what we got. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I can say like this all over that the Jets ruined Sam Darnold. So, I mean, if you, if you can't, let's say, fix him, it is what it is. So, <coughs> let's yeah. see how does it go. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. And, and also, and also that, I mean, that's the Jets now is, it's Joe Douglas teams right now. Um, yep. Yep. Whoever is going to pick, 
whoever's going to pick as quarterback, I mean, I mean, we're going to have we're going to have expectations. I mean, let's not say playoff. Let's say for the quarterback point of view. I mean, let's mm-hmm. make happen to get let's say the defensive rookie of the year. Let all compete for the rookie of the year. So that's at least has we have some expectation because let me tell you there are some fans that have that I mean that's been attached to Sam Darn, including myself, but there are some other fans that are okay, let's go to the new quarterbacks. But I mean the fans the I mean the Jets fans I mean it's very divided at this point. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely correct. And listen, I want to thank you for calling in. You have a good night. Listen, he he said it himself. I'm telling you, there's Jets fans out there. People think I'm making this up. There's Jets fans that have huge expectations for the next quarterback that's going to come in here, whether it be Wilson or Fields or some people even think that we'll trade down and take Trey Lance. There's a lot of crazy ideas out there, and we'll continue to cover, you know, this as the draft comes up. So I'm also going to have a draft show as well. For those of you that don't know, I'll I'll continue. I'll I'll give you guys a – the, the lowdown about that, the skinny about it later, but we're definitely going to be talking, you know, during this draft. So there's a lot, a lot of crazy ideas out there. This has been one heck of a show, man. Whoa, a lot of people calling in. I want to thank everybody for calling in. Wherever you're watching me from, give me a thumbs up on my stream and also subscribe if you're on YouTube. Turn your notifications as well so that I'll post content you folks will be in the know. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and end the show. Are we, time's getting low. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show, like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love thinking about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. That's YoungJ000. Go ahead. Follow me on, on, on Twitter. I'll follow you right back. You want to go back and forth, no issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will go right back and forth with you. You can troll me, and I'll troll you right back. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. You want to troll me, no issues. Hit my, hit my videos. Get in those comments. Troll me. Go back and forth with me, and I'll troll you right back there too. Also, subscribe to my content, like I said, too. And so when you folks see me in the streets, all right, when you see me in person, you will see me, you know, eventually, all right? When you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Free hugs, man. It's a tough time. Sam Darnold's gone. We're moving forward. I have that Jets jersey on, man. You know, I have it on. I don't know who I'm, whose jersey I'm going to get next, but I'll have, definitely have that Jets jersey on. So you folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah.